Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome to the MMA Lab, the hottest MMA podcast out there. I'm your host, Ian Butler, MMA veteran, Gore Kickboxing veteran, grappling world champion. For the, all the hottest details in MMA today, come to the MMA Lab on Belief. All right, we are back finally. And uh, dude, I don't know. It's a good thing, but bad thing. I've been traveling like a motherfucker lately, dude. Yeah, I noticed. You're never home. <laughs> I I went and I installed a security camera on your apartment the other day. And I wasn't even home, yeah. dude. <laughs> it's probably because I'm not home. Yeah. It's a good reason why. But yeah, dude, it's not home. But I mean, it's probably a good thing because I got an amazing opportunity. I became the coach of California national team. So it was the national championships this weekend and us California versus all the states and yeah man it was good so i had to literally spend a whole week in fargo um kiga do you know where fargo's at north dakota yeah i got that wrong i thought it was in south dakota um yeah and then um before traveling there colorado fargo's airport shut down so it was hard to get to fargo so team california and Vermont and Washington all got stuck at the airport. So they had to fly me to Dismark. Never knew Dismark existed until they said, we have to fly you to Dismark. Yes. And then I had to drive four hours to a fucking Fargo. Yep. <laughs> yep. I believe, I believe Bismarck's in South Dakota too. So you had to land in South Dakota yeah, and then bro. drive to North Dakota. Fucking... Yeah. Did you get to fly out of Fargo? Yes. Okay. I did. Oh, that's another story. Coming back, fucking nightmare. So I had, uh, I had two flights. Um, don't know why, because I landed at uh, O'Hare in Chicago coming back. Usually when you land at O'Hare, you can get any flight anywhere, right? Um, and then the, the the girl that booked my flight fucking... Um, the flight, I had to fly to O'Hare in Chicago to go to Phoenix, to come to California, to go to John Wayne. So the flight was already tight as, as it was with connecting flights. We are leaving the runway coming from where, and somebody wasn't replying with the mass policy. So we had to stop takeoff. And wait for the cops to come and pull the lady off the flight. That's awesome. <laughs> Do you know how long that process takes, bro? It takes a long time because you, you know, you're out there in line with the rest of the planes. And then yes. so you then have to get out of line, get to a safe point where a vehicle's allowed to drive up next to you and not and get, get to the in. fucking gate. Yeah. So it's just it took an hour, bro. Yeah. No thanks. So I, so I missed my flight, bro. Yeah. So I missed my fucking flight, dude. <laughs> Traveling was the worst, but honestly, it was an amazing experience. 
every every state had their own dorm room. Um, I'm assuming people don't like Team California because we have too many kids, and so our dorm room didn't have any AC. Nice. Um, yep. Uh, like I said, fuck these guys. They get good weather. <laughs> Team Nevada at AC. Uh, other than that, man, it was great. Uh, it was good. It was amazing. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so it, it was good, man. A great experience, but yeah. So I caught some of the UFC fights. I didn't catch the Bellators. <laughs> yeah, I had some uh, some massive technical issues trying to watch uh, Bellator. Um, so I woke up late to watch the prelims on YouTube. And then I usually, like, I'll just put it on on my phone on the drive-in, plug my phone in the car and listen to it. Well... My phone at 11 o'clock Friday morning decided that it was not going to work. And none of the apps would open. Uh, I could not force shut off my phone. I just had to let it die. (laughs) So, And Bellator was on Friday, correct? Yeah. So check this out. When I'm doing my traveling, I there's an hour change, right? Right. So... I get to Dismark at 8 p.m. I check into my hotel at 1.15 and I have to get to Fargo Arena at 7 a.m. Jesus. Yeah, I didn't watch no fucking fights, bro. No. <laughs> I wouldn't either. <laughs> so that's what happened. Um Damn, I'm sorry, Bellator. You just got there was a girls' title fight. Yeah, and Matt Mitrione, I believe he got released. By the way, really? Yeah, if I saw something about that correct this morning. Like, did he fight though? Uh, yeah, he fought and he lost, really, really quickly. Yeah. Damn. So, uh, he, uh, he, I want to say he lost like inside of a minute. Um. He claimed, I guess he was throwing something out about like a headbutt that happened. Um, but it was an accidental headbutt, more so caused by him on a double leg. I remember someone talking about it. Um, but yeah, he uh, he got stopped, uh, knocked out in the first round. Shit, dude. So, you know, uh, Juliana Velasquez retained her title. Against Denise Kielholtz by decision. Uh, Mateus Matos won by TKO against CJ Hamilton. Arlene Blencow won by TKO against Diana Silva. Arlene Blenko. Uh Johnny Eblen beat Travis Davis by decision. Uh, and then on the prelims, Charlie Campbell beat Nicholas Gilletti. Uh, Saeed Soma beat Ronnie Marks, both of those by TKO. Cody Law beat Theodore Makuka by TKO. And Diana Avsaragova beat Gabriela Golfin by decision. And Adil Benjelani beat Johnny Soto by decision. Okay. So it wasn't really a stat card to begin with. No, and neither was the UFC one. And I hate to say it, that thing was kind of boring. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck, man. I mean, 
<laughs> it is what it is, dude. They did a horrible job of promoting that anyway. Yeah, I mean, you know, Misha Tate coming back, getting a uh, third round TKO uh, in her first comeback against Marion Renault's last fight. That was exciting. Yeah. And Misha looked good, dude. She did. She looked like, really physically, good. Physically, like, you know, like. She was, she was going to win that on points regardless if she knocked him out. Yeah. Um, Jeremy Stevens got submitted in a minute and five seconds in his move up to lightweight. By who? Uh, Mateo Scamrot. That was uh, not good. It was a straight up Kimura. I wonder why he moved up to. He cuts a lot of weight to make 45s, bro. Well, I guess his plan was to move. So he was saying, like, now he's back up at lightweight again. I guess he was at lightweight before, went down to featherweight. Now he's back, he up, back up at lightweight again. And he's trying to make a run at lightweight. And if this is how you're going to start it off, you know, not doing yourself any favors. Yeah, I mean, once you get older, it gets a little bit more harder to cut weight. I get it, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, fuck, dude. Especially against somebody that's not even ranked. No. You know? And I don't think he's won any of his last, like, six fights. Jeremy? Yeah. He took out Korean Superboy. Uh, and Gilbert Gilbert Melendez. Right, but I think that's I think that's outside of that. Because he lost to Cater. Yep. Uh he had a no contest with Yair. Yeah. Uh he lost to And then he lost to Yair afterwards. Yeah, he lost to Yair. Uh he lost to Zabit. And he lost to uh Aldo. And his last win was against Josh Emmett in 2018. Fuck, really? Yeah. Dude, he might get released. Mm-hmm. Fuck, dude. And he's fighting, you know, two times a year. So he fought... Uh, 2018, he fought three times against Choi, Emmett, and Aldo. He beat Choi and Emmett, lost to Aldo. And then in 2019, he fought three times against uh, Zabit, uh, Yair, and Yair again. And then he fought once last year against Calvin, and he's fought once this year so far. Yeah, I mean, if you're fighting two times a year, like, where's your skill level? Like, yeah. leveling up on shit, you know? Yeah. You know, that's what it is. Fuck, but. man. Uh, Adolfo Vieira uh, submitted Dustin Stoltzfus, um, who is a uh, f- born born to Amish people. Really? Yeah, I didn't know that. Um, he claims Germany as his country, huh. but he was born to uh, Amish parents in Pennsylvania. Really? Yeah. But uh, and that dude has one skill maybe two i'm sorry but like he was just doing like two punch combinations all night and looking to grapple with a world-class jujitsu player you know like why would you do that yeah it's not really smart man no and then hadolfo i guess has absolutely no desire to fight 
whatsoever. <laughs> From what I kept hearing, uh, he had to get someone to show him, like he had to get a, a therapist to show him that, you know, it's okay to fight people. And then in the ring, he just looks anxious as hell. Like he yeah. got the submission in real quick, but just looked you know, like he was super ready to get that, get that thing over with. Yeah, man. I, don't, I mean, fuck, dude. Uh, I get it. People hate fighting, but you know. I know, dude. So, what do you get? What do you think about Israel Makachev? Do you think that fight was boring against Thiago Moses? Not really, uh, believe it or not, because it was kind of up and down. Some people, some people say it was. I don't get where they look, man. Like I, people said that fight with Stephen Wonderboy Thompson and Gilbert Burns was boring. To me, it wasn't. I wouldn't like, say. Uh, I wouldn't say that one was boring, but it was one side. But he had to do. But he had to do what he had to do to win the fight, though. But like there was exchanges. He was just. It was just. I think a lot of. Now, people like smarter people know MMA and know the details about it and those ins and out stuff becomes less boring to you just because you know the tactics of the game plan and stuff happening and stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, he fucking submitted him, dude. Yeah. Well, no, uh, well, yeah, Islam submitted him. It was like arm bar, I think. Um, was it a naked joke? Was it a naked joke? I can't remember. Uh, it just says submission. It doesn't say by what, but you know, I mean, Islam would have won by points if he didn't get the yeah, submission in. Obviously. But you can definitely tell, like round over round over round, that it was getting, uh, you know, more and more one sided. He was winning uh, the grappling exchanges pretty easily. The striking exchanges, uh, you know, weren't as easy for him, but he was definitely, you know, getting it in there. Yep. So, yep. So, I mean, damn, dude. Like, those were kind of like the highlights of the card, dude. But yeah. I, I'm not going to lie, dude. You had a, a main card full of all finishes, so. Yeah, and that uh, Daniel Rodriguez kid, he beat uh, Preston Parsons in his UFC debut. He looked really, really good. Daniel Rodriguez or, or Preston Parsons? Uh, Daniel Rodriguez. He won via TKO in the first yeah. round. It's one of Joe Schilling's boys. He changed a cowboy out the ranch. He's actually an LA boy. Yeah. Um, yeah, man. Like that's that's really uh it's exciting main card. There were only two decisions on the entire main and prelim. Sergey Moraza beating Khalid Taha and Malcolm Gordon beating Francisco Figueredo. Both by decision. Uh because uh, Rodrigo Nascimento Fajera won via TKO. Okay. Uh, Amanda Lemos uh, beat Montserrat Ruiz in 35 seconds via TKO. So that was, I think I saw a couple highlights of that one. That one was pretty good. Yeah. Dude, do we? What's the? Only, do we only have one fight card this weekend? I believe so. Dude. This this fucking fight night card has some names on it, mm-hmm. some bangers, dude. Just by the prelims, I'm super excited for this fight card, dude. I am too. Um, first of all, Andre Ewell has been coming with to us to come to wrestle at Silverback Wrestling Club. Yay! Uh, super excited for him. Um, he's facing one of the kids out of uh, Tiger Showman's, um, and then also 
Shijara Eubanks is fighting. Looks like she's fighting a newcomer that's 4 0. We'll see what happens. Shijara Eubanks, just because she's 7 and 6, don't get it twisted, dude. She's a fucking monster, dude. She's had a couple of good fights recently. A lot, dude. Yeah. Honestly. Um, yeah, dude. And then Mickey Gall versus Jordan Williams. I'm really, I'm starting to become good friends with Jordan Williams, um, mostly because. My wife likes him, likes him because he's a type one diabetes athlete. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've been exchanging stuff here and there. Um, you know, um, he's actually cut the welterweight, which he didn't fight at 85. Now he's going to welterweight, which I think is pretty hard for him to do because he's type one. But he's fighting Mickey Gall. Yeah. Um, Who hasn't fought in a bit. I know. And he hasn't been on a good win streak. He lost to Mike Perry when he hadn't. Just his girlfriend in his corner. Yep. You know? Um, so, yeah. It is... Uh, I mean, Hannah Goldie is the first fight of the night. I don't know who she's fighting, the Diana Belbita, but she's at least somewhat of a name. Hannah Goldie? Where's Hannah Goldie from? Uh, I think she's out here. Mm. Okay, okay, okay. So wow. Hannah Goldie, and then uh, another one is, uh, I mean, these are these are fucking early prelims, dude, already. I mean, you got Ian Heinish. Yeah, I don't even know the guy he's fighting, though. Yeah, I don't either. Uh, Bren- Brendan Allen, though, that feature prelim fight. Yeah, it's good. Those dude. those two are good. Really good. Punahele Soriano. Yeah. Yeah, dude. And then the fucking main card is pretty kind of stacked, too. Um, dude, first of all, um, the Mav- Maverick versus Macy Barber. Mm-hmm. That's the fucking fight to look out for, dude. Aren't they both wrestlers? I know Macy's a wrestler. I don't know. Not Maverick. She's a Muay Thai girl. Straight okay. strike. It's going to be interesting, but like Maverick, like she's strong as fuck, dude. Yeah. Like she's like, I, I seen like a little countdown. Like she's just raising the country country fed fucking strong she's from florida i think she uh i've been uh, originally from missouri dude oh, okay well she i think she's training down in florida somewhere but uh i follow her on instagram and she's absolutely fucking shredded right now yeah dude yeah but macy's been up there with team alpha male has she yeah she's been working out with uh uriah and his camp I thought Macy. She's out of usually out of Duke Rufus, but yeah, and you know, Ben Askren's been in a corner usually. I think she still works with Ben, but she's been up there, maybe getting some better striking or like different looks. Maybe because Ben was coaching with me at the uh, at Fargo. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So like, maybe he had that plan to leave, you know, and she needs to get work done while she's preparing, you know. Yeah, because on uh, July 13th, she posted with Uriah from up there. Dude, well, dude, that's good for her. Yeah. And and then Derek Elkins is on the card. Against Derek Minner? Yeah, but I don't really know that kid at all. I've heard of Minner before. Um, They're both on, they both won their last fight. They're both 26 wins. Okay. Uh, Derek Minner's 26 and 11. Darren Elkins is 26 and 9. Uh, definitely some size differences. Uh, Minner's got the shorter average fight time at six minutes. 
Uh, he's better on the significant strikes. Uh, he absorbs more. Um, Elkins has a better offense. Grappling Derek Minners. Uh, he's got a hundred percent takedown. Okay. So, thirty-three percent defense against takedowns, but and he's got a four and a half submission average per fifteen minutes. Damn. So that's pretty good. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be an interesting fight, dude. Yeah. Elkins is a fucking vet, bro. Actually, judging by the records, they're both are. He just hasn't been a vet in the UFC. Yeah. Uh, Menner hasn't, you know. And then the return of Aspen Lad, dude, finally. Uh, yeah, I know she's on here. The UFC website doesn't have just her on a co-main here, event, dude. Yeah, well, you forgot Kyler Phillips. I know. I ain't trying to forget him, but like I don't even know what the kid he's fighting though, dude. Hallie and Piper? Yeah, I haven't really seen him fight. He yep. his last fight's a win too. We'll we'll see how he does. He fought, let's see. Uh he beat uh Jogis Jumagulov. Okay, okay, okay. Last That's time a out. good name. That's a good name. That's a good name. That kid just won. So. And then Macy, uh, I can't say her last name, Shearson. She's fighting Macy Barber, but that girl Macy's on the fucking streak right now, dude. Yeah, really good striker. And Macy hasn't came back after blowing out her knee. And uh, Aspen Lad, I mean, um, actually Macy Barber, I think that's her first return after blowing out her knee too. Yeah, after she busted her knee against uh, Miranda Marcos. Yes. She's uh she's coming back because uh, I believe she yeah her knee blew out like on a takedown or something getting taken down. But yeah, I know Aspen's come out and said she wants that fight to be an absolute war. No, dude, no, we That's, should just have a one-sided fight. That's it. People no, need to learn from that. No, she said she wants it to be a fucking brawl. She wants I to just go the in there. Way. I think that's the wrong person to be brawling. Which Macy has some really good striking. And Aspen, she's tall. This has reach. Aspen needs to have arm surgery because she's got six inches less on reach, ha! and five inches less on height. That's what I'm saying, dude. Why? Just take her ass down. I'm assuming she want to take her ass down and maybe just like slam her head in the floor. But you know, I who knows? <laughs> who knows what they're gonna do? Yeah, dude. And then the main event. The one we've all been waiting for. Finally, TJ Dillashaw versus Corey Sanhagen. Who I'm not making predict- who are you taking in this fight? Corey. Why? Um, certain things I've heard out of certain camps about how Corey has <laughs> done against TJ. And by certain camps, I mean Cody Garbrandt. We're talking about practice? Practice? Yeah, fucking sparring. <laughs> practice? <laughs> I mean, I get we're talking about like, you know, practice, practice, game, practice. But from what <laughs> Cody said about how it went down when they were together with Corey coming in, Corey, yeah, I heard Corey was beating up on TJ. Yeah. And TJ refuses to say it. Have you been watching some of the interviews with TJ on Media Day? Mm-hmm. What do you think about him? Um, he's not shying away of him. I mean, he is open as a book 
telling that I fucked up. I yeah, I cheated. But also too. Well, do you remember the statement he put out when it came out that he did? I mean, he relinquishes his belt right away too. Yeah, but he also he came out and he said, "Yeah, I did it." He he didn't hide the fact that he did it. He was yeah. like, you know, yeah, I did it. I did it because you know I needed to keep my blood at a certain point, and then at that point he got caught. So. He is saying that you're not going to see a dip in his performance at all. He's going to dominate. He's going to do all these things. What are the repercussions if he doesn't? Not just him losing, but you think his legacy would be over if he fucking gets handled by Corey Sanhagen? No, because he's lost the title once before and had to win it back. So, you know, I think if he loses to Corey, you know, he's never fought, like, legitimately sanctioned fought Corey. So... It's, you know, a young guy versus an older guy. And TJ is going to come in. If he loses to Corey, he doesn't get the title shot right away. He has to, you know, take a little bit of time, get another win, and then work his way back up. So True, but, like, I mean, you don't think it'd be like, well, he lost because he was he's not on EPO. No, because yeah. the, the, the facts are that they went back and they tested all of TJ's samples. True. He thought it keeps all of them or a portion of those samples. They went back and tested every single one. There was no EPO in any of them. He used the EPO because he was, you know, fucking cutting himself down to a weight that's deathly, you know, to people who don't normally operate at that weight. Not at all, dude. He looked like a fucking cancer patient. Exactly. He looked like they pulled him out of, uh, you know, like an internment camp or something. Yeah, dude, it was bad. So he, you know, he wasn't doing it. I don't believe to gain an advantage. I believe he was doing it in order to make it so that he didn't die. Um, but he's also come out and said, you know, if you gave anyone else the stuff that I was using, they wouldn't have, you know, they wouldn't have any advantage over him. No one works the same way TJ works. So true, dude. And, and you know what? He's a worker in a room. Um, he doesn't want to make friends with anyone that's doesn't. Um, I he's always been super nice to me. A lot of people don't know we're cousins by marriage on the adopted side. Um, so I don't know if that affects it, but uh, and uh, but yeah, in training, like he is kind of standoffish, just he is kind of like dickish, but I get it, it's your time, and he doesn't want to waste time and he's want to train. One time I asked him to spar, he said no, but he had a pad session he wanted to do, and that was it, you know, just to move around a little bit. And mm-hmm. I fucking get it, dude. You know, I do agree with to a stand of you have to be selfish, you have to be you, you're your own CEO. I think MMA and the future, the whole team shit is probably going to go away <laughs> like a little bit. Like, you know, like I, I think you're still having American top teams, you still have that, but at the end, you still have your private coaches, you know. Yeah, well, and you do have to, you know, like you, you do have your private coaches, but at the same time, these smaller gyms have to start getting better in order to break up like the teams as much as they can. So, I mean, like you got TriStar, you got American Top Team, uh, Extreme Couture, Kings MMA, like those guys, like they're never going to want to fight anyone like each other. But, you know, a smaller gym in the area has to get a lot better in order to, you know, break people off from those camps. 
So until that happens, you're still going to see the team stuff going on. Because no, you're, you're always going to have, if you're in one of those teams, you're always going to have high quality training partners. There's a reading. There's a reason American top team is always good. No, it is. It is. Cause like, no, it's foreign partners make a fucking difference. You know, I think that's huge. Um, but it's American top team also has like 30 fucking coaches, not just Mike Brown, you know, well, like when you look at AKA, like look at how many coaches they have. It's not just Javier Mendez. And they got Khabib up there now too, but uh, you know, with, with American top team, they moved a lot of those Brazilian coaches up here during the pandemic so that the Brazilian fighters would have the ability to fight regardless of where the fight was held. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely, dude. And I, and I think AKA is another destination you might want to go to because you got another coach in Khabib. Especially for wrestling. Especially yeah. for wrestling. Yeah. Yeah, I know but, Kevin Holland went up there too. Yeah, I know he needs to. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, man, TJ. Uh, um, I don't know. I mean, everybody's gonna have your haters. If he doesn't perform well, people are gonna be like, he was a cheater. His legacy's ruined. But I mean, I think people are gonna he, say that regardless. I know. I know. That's that's the thing. That's the fucking thing. That's yeah. the thing. I know. So I know from what I've heard about TJ, he's been training here during the week and then on the weekends goes to Colorado for wrestling and literally takes, you know, three days up in Colorado, sleeps on the mats up there and, you know, does the wrestling and then comes back here to do the rest of the training. Sounds about right. It sounds like him. Yeah. So he's he's putting himself through it. Yeah, he's putting in the work. Um, Corey Sanding is a good work, hard worker. Um, long and lanky. I think TJ's going to try to wrestle fuck him, to be honest. Um, well, so Corey's been taken down in every single fight, other than the one where he need Frankie Edgar in the face. Yeah. But he has been taken down every single fight. And when he got taken hand by... By uh, Aljamain, he didn't get back up. No, he was. It was uh, within a minute. He was taken down. Aljamain played the right strategy. Uh, TJ, I know, doesn't necessarily go for the submissions all that often. Um, I would expect him to want to ground and pound more. But if the ground and pound is not there, he'll probably go for a submission. Um, but you know, I mean, who knows? Corey's definitely better on the feet. Yeah, TJ doesn't think so. TJ thinks his movement and everything else, he's gonna catch him. But uh, we'll see, dude. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. We'll see how this one plays out. Yeah, I'm extremely excited for that. Uh, yeah, man. Yeah, damn, it's a short one today. Yeah, but there wasn't much going on, and there's only one fight coming up. So you know, I mean. The next time we have two fights is next weekend, and I'm sure you'll want to break down. Yeah. yeah. Is that well, is that the is that the AJ McKee? Yeah. Hey, that's the one fight they actually are promoting. Let's give a round of applause to Bellator. I actually been seeing fucking commercials for the first time. Yeah. Brent Primus, Daniel Sanchez, Mads Burnell, Luzman Nurmagomedov on that card. Damn. 
Carcanian. Uh, Georgie Carcanian. Yeah. Uh, they asked me to be on that card, but you know, no. <laughs> it's here at the forum too i know it was two weeks notice bro like no i might have done it <laughs> you might have done it. i'm not doing it <laughs> i'm living oh, a good life right now i'll come in at two weeks notice for heavyweight yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do it right yeah but we'll totally break down those um yeah sure week but uh a very good fight very good stack fight card i actually might be watching prelim all the way to the end actually yeah um so yeah yeah, yeah. That is it. That is it. So we'll see you next week. Yep. Later. See you. For listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B L E A V on YouTube. You know, when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks, that's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.